So, as I mentioned before, joined in the studio by Eva Klein. Exactly. Hi, Simon. Hello there. And uh, you're from the Philharmonie. Yes, straight from the Philharmonie team. Very nice to be here. Yes, I imagine it would be. Um, <laughs> so, yes, um, you're here to talk a little bit about what you've got coming up. Yeah. Um, and also, but, uh, well, yes. And also, I guess we'll have a little chat about the perception of the Philharmonie and what you're doing to sort of change that perception. But also, we're here to talk about John Malkovich, who's uh, with you on Monday the 6th. That's right, coming up this Monday. And uh, yes, uh, in something called The Music Critic at the Symphony. Now, rather than me tell you what it is, because you already know and you'll probably be able to tell us a whole lot better. So yeah, what's that all about? Eva? This is a very exciting concept. So John Malkovich um, t- came together with the violinist um, and uh, you know uh, comedian Alexei Igorisman a couple of years ago. The show has been running for quite a while. And their idea was um, to bring fun and evil in the orchestra <laughs> again and to resurrect that hated and feared creature that is uh, the, the, the music critic. Um, so they've extracted some of the meanest, most acerbic reviews and comments ever made about pieces and composers whom we consider to be masters today, you know, Debussy, Beethoven, Brahms, um, and they're bringing those, those critics, those mean comments, insults, all that you will, back to life. Cool. Um, we were talking uh, a little bit before, uh, and I was saying that Malkovich probably is the ideal person to do this because his screen persona is so dour. I know, he, right? He's so <laughs> grumpy, and yet he possesses yeah. such a sort of evil, um, sarcastic sort of wit. Um, so I imagine he reads um, these um, criticisms with relish. Exactly, because John Malkovich is going to, is going to embody the persona yeah. uh, of the critics, and uh, Alexei will sort of accompany him as well. There is, of course, music being brought into the mix, of ranging from from Brahms to Dvorak, from the Baroque era um, to to modern times. So it's also a journey across time that's important to to point out. Okay, so are these um. Are these um, criticisms, these, these works of uh, criticism, are they contemporary? So like, uh, so when Debussy, for example, released it, it's someone trashing it. Exactly. Going. Someone told, someone said, actually wrote, that Debussy was just ugly. Can you imagine <laughs> that? Can you imagine that coming, coming in the paper? Um, so, so exactly, these comments were contemporary of the composers. They were written about the composers or about the pieces when, when they were released. And we're going to talk about um, the perception that like, a lot of people have with uh, like a classical music yeah. and perhaps the Philharmonie. And, um, and that's probably that it's quite elitist and stuffy and, uh, you know, not, not for everyone. And I've noticed I've seen like your poster campaigns and all that sort of thing. And, and we talked briefly before about some of the stuff coming up, which is going to sort of, um, that is di- that, that opposed you know, diametrically opposed to that. So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about what, you know, like your idea around combating the perception and also what you've got coming up. Yeah, what's important to say is that classical music is not, uh, by essence, elitist. So for us, it's just about showing what classical music really is. And that is something very universal that's really meant for everyone that has the potential, I think, to to touch everyone. You don't need to have a music degree in order to enjoy a symphony by um, by Beethoven. Now, you might listen to classical music and you might not be able to name the piece Mm -hmm. or even to, to, you know, know, to, to be able to, you might not be able to, 
name the era or, or the composer who wrote it, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy it and, and be and be moved by it. So that's very important, I think, sort of breaking perhaps those those barriers to entry. And a show like the music critic at the symphony does 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 this just very well because well it's it's a show about classical music making fun of itself. Yes. And that goes back perhaps to our campaign which you were mentioning. Our idea with those posters was um to sort of take a list of, of words or perhaps of, of stereotypes that people associate with mm -hmm. music. What's people used to, to describe classical music? Oh, it's it's old fashioned, it's it's elitist, mm -hmm. it, it's boring. <laughs> it's boring. And and our idea was sort of to, to flip that narrative. Yes. Um, you know um, so it's pr pretty much making fun of ourselves in a way or appropriating the stereotypes in order to overturn them. Yeah. It was very fun, I have to say, just <laughs> from, from the team perspective, sort of working on this campaign, definitely. It must be a really, really good project to be working, like, to, like taking this, taking all these preconceptions and going like, right, how can we smash that? What can we do? Yeah. And like, and I guess anything goes, you know, there's anything to, to, to change the image. Exactly. And, and something I have to say as well is that, that from within, you know, we are not by far uh, all classical specialists or mm. in-house uh, musicologists. Uh, our team is very, very diverse, mm -hmm. uh, coming from all sorts of backgrounds, all sorts of experiences with music. So in that sense, we're actually quite close to our audience. Excellent. And I, I, I actually really resonate with um, what you were saying about uh, a lot of people know the music um, but can't name it. And when we briefly mentioned, well, I briefly mentioned the, sometimes the ridiculous naming of certain songs. You're like, <laughs> I really like this. What's it called? And then it's like, um, it's like 15 words and they're all strange. <laughs> and and um, yes, so I think like a lot of people, I know what I like, but I can't necessarily name it. And uh, so, yes, um, perhaps, perhaps you don't need to, just as long as you, if you can go along and, and just say, look, this is, this is good, good music. Absolutely. Yeah. And any sort of, of reaction to that music is valid as well. That's sure. really a message we, we want to convey. You know, if you find something <laughs> boring, well, that's okay. If something moves you and reminds you of childhood memories, that's great as well. Any emotion uh, when encountering classical music is, is valid. Unless, of course, you're a music critic. And then Malcolm <laughs> Malkovich, uh, Malkovich will then uh, take the Mickey out of you <laughs> hundreds of years later. Right. So um, yes, um, you mentioned some other stuff coming up, and like the Shakespeare, yeah. for example, we which have sounds novel and interesting. Exactly, Simon. We have quite an exciting uh, month of November, I have to say, quite eclectic as well. Well, uh, then you know, tell us all about it. We were talking just now about classical music and humour mm. coming together. Now picture Baroque music and hip-hop coming together. That's what's going to be happening on, on the 9th of November as uh, the conductor William Christie, who is artist-in-residence with us this year, comes with his orchestra, Les Arts Florissants, and, um, well, Contemporary Dance Company to bring to life um, Shakespeare's craziest, um, craziest play, A Midsummer Night's Dream, which was set to music um, by Henry Purcell um, in the Baroque era. So we're going to be able to discover Because that play is quite surreal, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So that should be interesting. <laughs> you know, elves, gods, um, young lovebirds, love, lost in the forest. Yeah. It's a very strange play. It's definitely quite exciting to see, come, to see it coming to our stage. All the more since... It's quite rare that we have theatrical elements coming to the Philharmonie. Obviously, we are a symphonic stage, but in this instance, there will be some dancing coming to the mix. Interesting. Is there anything else that you want to highlight from uh, November or perhaps a little bit, go, go well, a little bit further afield? Yeah, no, of course. Well, you know, if... 
if some people might feel quite intimidated at the thought of sitting in our grand auditorium, then I would definitely recommend you discover the Salle de Musique, the Chambre de Musique, the Chamber Music Room, which is very a very lovely, cosy, um, intimate space in the Philharmonie. And we have quite an interesting concert coming on the 12th, uh, just a night dedicated to Beethoven. Just one piano, one singer, um, just bringing, um, bringing some of the most beautiful leader, which are sort of song poems composed by Beethoven to life. So very cosy and, and quiet evening for those who long for that um, this autumn. Excellent. And you said that um, they'll sort of be introducing each piece. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's commented, it's guided. So it's great actually to whether you know you are a newbie who hasn't who doesn't have much experience with music or whether you are you know experienced but want to be surprised I think that's quite a quite a nice concept excellent okay so let's talk a little bit more about um, the basics so um, where can people get tickets uh, how can they find out more information where do they go to um, web addresses that sort of thing Head to our website, www.philharmonie.lu. Pay us a visit as well. We have a very friendly <laughs> billetry team. Give them a call, give them a ring. They'd be they'd be happy to help. It's also important to point out for those of you listening to us who are uh, under 30, most of our concerts um, offer 10, um, 10 euro tickets if you're under 30. Just download the Phil 30, Phil 30 app on the App Store and uh, you'll be able you know, to go to a concert uh, for, well, you know, cheaper than a glass of wine. <laughs> I think that's quite that's quite nice. That's Just ten euros. Do you think I'll be able to convince anyone I'm under thirty? <laughs> <laughs> you can try. <laughs> Very diplomatic. I like it. Um, right. Okay. Well, Eva, is there anything else that you think um, our listeners should know about, or um, anything else? That, any more information that you wish to um, tell them? I just want to say, don't don't be afraid. You know, don't be afraid to to try something new. Um, the Philharmonie has a very diverse programming. We've talked a lot uh, today on this show about classical music, but of course, uh, we also have jazz. We also have pop. So you know, just just push the door of the Philharmonie, browse through a brochure, and I'm sure you'll find something that suits your taste. <laughs>